The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Pollard streaks in. Your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Talking Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company as we welcome you into the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco alongside John Machoda, Nick Harris, Isaiah Stanback. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Glad you're with us, everybody. It is a Talking Tuesday. We are taking your phone calls, 888-855-2297. We're also going to answer some text messages, 817-290-3297. Nine eight. There's a lot to get to, and and first I want to hear John's thoughts on the Cowboys' 43 to 20 win over the Rams. Got it done. Got the 40 burger taken care of. Really put it away early. Up 33 to three at one point. John, what were your thoughts? Well, defensively, I felt like there was this is going to be a great chance to put a lot of pressure on a quarterback who's just not that mobile in Matthew Stafford. And the other thing that factored in with me is I just felt like Micah Parsons coming off of a bye, like. He, there's not going to be any nagging injuries or anything. He's going to be full bore, ready to go, uh, hungry. I just thought that he would cause a lot of problems, and eventually they knocked Matthew Stafford out of the game, and at that point you knew that there was no chance um, for the Rams. But even before that, I mean, things just – they looked like, you know, three, four other games have looked this season for the Cowboys where when you watch them, and if you just watch that one game, you're like, oh, yeah, no, this team's a contender. Absolutely. I mean, that – that's the type of stuff that a really good team does on all three offense, defense, special teams. Um, and then I really, I really like that Dak and CD have built since that Niners game on their rapport together. Because let's be honest, I mean, we can sit here and talk, and we'll talk about it a ton over the next few weeks about how to get this running game going. Like, are they adding players that I'm, I don't know about? <laughs> like, no, to get the offense going. I mean, you can want to run the ball. Yeah, that sounds great, you know. And that's the plan. Let's we're gonna run the ball. But when you can't run the ball, you're not just going to keep running the ball. And yep. so uh, it was good to see Dak and CD get on, be on the same page a second consecutive week because I didn't think it would go south. I'm not saying that it would. But things were a little ugly after that Niners game. Mm-hmm. That's the most frustrated I've ever seen CD Lamb on the sideline. That's the most frustrated I've ever seen him in, in the locker room after the game. I know a lot of people listening can sit there and just say, yeah, but that's a lot of wide receiver one, stuff like that. That's not really the case. Been the case with CD and Dak. So there was a there was a little bit of a, a point after that game where I was like, I, I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes from from here. And obviously, where it's gone from there is uh, they've both elevated their game. And so yeah, no, I mean it was impressive win. I, I felt like they would beat the Rams. Uh, it would have been a kind of a little bit of a panic if they didn't, just because of what's left on that Rams defense. But um, no, it was all around good game. That's exactly the type of game you want going into this Eagles game. And uh, I think yesterday we gave Dak Prescott a smelly sticker. We gave John Fossil a smelly sticker. CD Lamb. CD Lamb a smelly sticker. So where would you throw your smelly sticker? So you're not going to mention yourself? Uh, no, I didn't get one. I mean, no. I got one. No. Oh, no, you're right. Dude, no. I forgot about the sunglasses on the back. Yeah. I got a smelly sticker as well because so I predicted you, a 40 burger. So. You predicted 40 mm-hmm. burger, so you got one. I got a smelly sticker. Fossil. Fossil, Dak, and CD. Dak and CD. Mm -hmm. I got to go Deron Bland. Um, And so 
I don't want to say that there's luck involved, but there's got to have some good fortune to have multiple pick sixes, I believe. I just it, There's so many good players in the NFL. How many get multiple pick sixes in the same season, let alone in a career? So, um, <laughs> Three to, of them things. So, so for that, um, you know, asking Mike McCarthy about it yesterday, I, I did like that he pointed out the fact that there, youth factors in too. Because you also need the quarterback to want to test that player. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like Deron Bland is the only player capable of getting multiple pick sixes. But uh, I'm just wondering where it gets to a point where they just are like, no, we're not going to keep doing that anymore. Yeah. You know, so um, it'll be interesting to see this week if he can build on it. I did think they were in good shape at that outside corner spot opposite Gilmore when Diggs went down. I did not think that Bland would play this well in that role. And as long as. He's healthy, and Gilmore's healthy, and Jordan Lewis is healthy. You have to feel good about that cornerback group. It's if one of them get hurt. That's where you're just like, okay, now it might get kind of thin, and it could potentially look like the way it did at the end of last season, and you don't really want that. Yeah, at that point, it's a steep drop-off. And I know there was quite a bit of concern with Jordan Lewis coming out of the Rams game, or excuse me, out of the Chargers game after he defended Keenan Allen, and Keenan Allen had a big day. But, man, he was awesome on Sunday. And we talked a little bit about it yesterday. So uh, there should be confidence in that corner group all the way around. At seven targets, three receptions for Pukanakua, 43 yards total. He had a long of 22, so yeah. most of that came on one reception. But then Cooper Cup, 10 targets. He had just four catches for 21 yards. His longest grab was nine yards. I mean, they shut those guys down. That's pure and simple. That's what it was. Henderson and Higby had more receiving yards than Pukanakua and Cooper Cup. Tutu Atwell had 21 yards, too. So, I mean, those big-time weapons, Isaiah, you talked about it. They were going to be a challenge, and the Cowboys' secondary stepped up to the challenge. Yeah, they did. I mean, they already were doing relatively well, only averaging, what, 177 yards per game allowed against them in the air, and they came out there and and one-up that seemingly. Uh, I think they gave up more than that overall, but it came in garbage time, and they shut down the primary two receivers. I mean, that was one of the best two-headed monsters going into that game in the whole NFL, you know, um, regardless of whether people want to believe that or not. Statistically, those two were kind of terrorizing the NFL. Puka Nakua held it down while Cooper Cup was gone. Cooper Cup came back, started figuring things out, uh, and then they ran it to Dallas, and Dallas shut him down. Dan Quinn shut him down. Uh, and it was just great execution. If you, got, if you got great ball skills, I, I think that you would really like to play against uh, Matthew Stafford um, <laughs> because, yes, he can make you look bad, but he's also going to give you opportunities. Mm-hmm. Like He's going to attempt throws that a lot of other quarterbacks are not, and so I feel like from a guy like a Deron Bland who has shown that he has an ability to take the ball away, uh, that has to be a matchup that he likes, even though he probably wouldn't want to sit there and say that, especially not before a game, but... Yeah, you can get beat. There, there was a throw coming across the field that he, that Stafford hit to Nakua that you're just like, <laughs> I don't care who's guarding him. Like, that's yeah. just a filthy throw. But then there's the one where he's throwing across the field uh, to, to Cup, and Bland jumped it. So, it, I think we can just expect this to happen from here on out, right? I mean, uh, you could expect uh, an A.J. Brown to have 43 yards on Sunday. You got, <laughs> got Devontae right. Smith, three receptions on tw- 10 targets for 21 yards. That's what, we, that's what we've got from here on out, correct? I mean, that's, that's what I see anyways. At least you said it, not me. <laughs> uh, Jerry Jones spoke today on 105.3 The Fan. He, he spoke on a number of things. C.D. Lamb's contract uh, because of his two big games. Uh, he spoke on today's impending uh, trade deadline 
3 p.m. Central time is when the trade deadline hits here on Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody, by the way. But uh, there are a number of things that he hit along the way. Outside of that, any news and notes, Nick Eatman? Or, I mean, Nick Harris, sorry. Wow. I was looking down at Nick Eatman on this sheet. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway. It's right um, on the uh, On the hit I on called, the fan this morning. He... I called you Kyle, so. And your mic's <laughs> muted, too, by the way. Mm, the, the knee, the oh, knee strike got one him. for John. Yeah, John finally got hit. John finally gets a strike. That's unfortunate. Um, he had gone all year without he it. He did. He did. Talking about the trades first. I'm back. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's most of the same talk from Jerry Jones today regarding um, any moves that they're going to make at the deadline. Uh, he said it's it's looking more likely that they stand pat. So, uh, yeah, I he's telling us not to expect anything today but i'm always going to have that radar on until about three o'clock or re- more realistically like three forty-five. once all of the like final hour deals get finalized and everything so do you th- what is your gauge I, we've been checking this gauge i feel like every step along the way it's like a tire pressure just keeps checking it whenever the weather starts getting cold again but uh, now that we're here and the trade deadline is today do you think yeah. any deal gets done whatsoever yeah what did i say last week like 10 percent. i think i'm like it that put me at like two percent i guess you're at like a two <laughs> yeah. any deal whatsoever yeah yeah you think it's yeah. done yeah isaiah I think I was at what a forty percent. Yeah, you were high. I do remember. I was higher. I think I said like sixty. Yeah, and I think I'm down to like a eight. <laughs> wow. Tell yeah. me, any trades at all? Any whatsoever? You saw the Eagles do like a little like maneuver trade yesterday. Wait, the whole league anything. or no, no, just no, no, the Cowboys, Cowboys specifically? Oh, because okay. oh, there's going to be moves today. Yeah. Yeah, teams will make moves. Oh, yeah, there will be teams yeah. that make moves. Might now. be a certain receiver that you, played on Monday Night Football that might be moved today. That would yeah. be wild. He's gone. You know what's uh, you know what's hilarious about just, like, sports news is the fact that today is the NFL trade deadline, and James Harden has been trying to get traded for finally. months. <laughs> finally. And then it finally happens on the day the NFL trade deadline has. Yeah, and that's going to put the Clippers over the top. I mean, just give them the <laughs> Please. <laughs> They're breaking like, news like fifth fifth seed in the west okay. care about this know. still like what yeah. is this move doing what is it i don't fifth seed in the west like they're secured now trade got it <laughs> if james harden got traded to your favorite team do you think that's putting you over the top absolutely not <laughs> oh my no. lord the way that that is treated like it's seven years ago i'm just like okay <laughs> he's gonna play in his 23 games and he's gonna be great in those 20 of those 23 games that's what's gonna happen back to NFL talk. Yeah. Isaiah, what do you think about the trade deadline? <laughs> yeah, I was I was at I mean my disappointment continues. Yeah. You know, yeah. I I was at 40% because I was like they're going to keep that energy. They're going to do something. Right? They're going to keep that energy that they that they stepped into this offseason with and they very well still might um, but I'm I'm losing hope, Kyle. I'm losing hope and you know, I'm not sitting here disagreeing with with Mr. Double J that this team has enough to go out there and make it happen. I think they do. I think I think most teams in this NFL, you know, I'll say at least the top half of the teams have a chance, right, with their rosters. They mm-hmm. can make things happen. Schemes, matchups, all those things come into play. Execution. But like just just it's like the man, it's like the game of quarters at the arcade. You guys ever played a game at, at the arcade? Where the quarters are just sitting there on the edge, and you just drop it in, and it has a little slider that yeah. keeps coming. It's supposed to push them off the edge. Push it off the edge. It's very deceiving. Just though. like mm-hmm. get a whole pocket full of quarters and just put them in the machine, boop, right? Boop, and boop. just and just knock it over the edge. Like just just make that one or two other moves. That tower sitting yeah, there. You get the tower of quarters. You got the whole bank just sitting right there. Like you're about to get paid. You know what I'm saying? And like. And you're like, nah, I'm just going to put one in there. I have, Let's a see very, if it works. I have a very bad memory from my childhood. Must be one of those at like <laughs> yeah. a gas station in East Texas. Did you ever bump it? 
Uh yeah. Oh man, did I I tried to like yeah. like tackle this thing you at like thief. six years old. Yeah, it was just. <laughs> you it, see, I just got him to snitch on yeah. himself. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. One thousand. <laughs> How dare 1, you? Thousand percent. Yeah, it didn't end up working. I just whoop, went whoop. Oh, broke. That sucks. No. Yeah, I think those oh, coins though are are draft picks. Yeah. In this case, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, but like you know like. So one, I'm at about 1.5% that anything will happen. I'm at about 0.02% that, that a big splash will happen. And it's just like you're frustrated. You know, you know I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a native of, of Seattle, Washington. And seeing Seattle pull that move, that was major. Yeah. That was major. That was Schneider going back in his bag and saying, look, we haven't been this close in a few years, so let's go out here and grab Frank Clark, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know a week later, let's go out here and make this trade for Leonard Williams. Yeah, let's like we, our D line's already doing relatively good. Let's tip the scale. Let's just screw it. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. So draft picks, second and a fifth. So what? Like that's the future. Let's, we're playing for now. Yeah, and they did it. He knows what that feels like because he has a, he has a ring on his finger that from the last ten years. You know, so he so he wants that thing back. He wants that old thing back. So he wants he's trying to do whatever he can. And we see Philly. You know, Philly they have that thing yeah. sitting on their hands, and they know what that feels like. They 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 know what it looks like. What the fresh diamonds is new and it's not tarnished, and they don't have to worry about cleaning it. It's in a brand new box, and they could take it out of their safe and not have to blow the dust off. Like they know what that's like, so they want it again. So guess what they do? They make moves that give them opportunity to go out there and do it. Not to say that your roster isn't already enough, but why not just? Push the extra little quarter over the edge and get all the money. All the quarters. They probably didn't believe that the roster is enough, though. Who's that? The Seahawks. That's why they did that move. But the you Eagles never know if they have fired trade. I'm not saying that the Cowboys shouldn't, but I'm just saying that it's pretty clear with them making that move. They didn't feel like they had enough to. They had, they probably felt like they had enough to to maybe beat the Lions, but that bet you they didn't feel like they had enough to go beat the Eagles, yeah. Niners, Cowboys. I'm I'm of the belief that the conversations have been had, that I, there have been phone calls, no. there have been conversations. I, know, I mean, so. that's how it goes. There well, shouldn't there be a, a player. Lot of, there are a lot of Cowboys fans out there that probably think that there hasn't been yeah. any no, conversations. There have that. been conversations. Yeah. I just don't want to wait until, you know, the moment where everybody is calling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, don't wait till everybody's calling. And I know there's some strategy to that. Like, hey, put their back up against the wall. You know, if these phone calls are taking place, you know, oh, I got their back up against the wall now. Like, oh, oh, oh if they're gonna pull this move, they have to do it. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give them a fourth instead of a instead of a second. You know, yeah. they're gonna take that. Just go. I'm, I'm one of the people that go to the road less travel. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hit you up when nobody's calling you. Like, when everybody's like, oh, it's a week out. Ah. We're good, you know. So, not when everybody's blowing your phone up. Like, okay, hold on, I'm gonna mm-hmm. get you in a second. Let me get you in a second. Hold on, let me put you back down. Okay, like everybody's calling for for that for that man on our TV right now, Mr. One Seven, who played last night. Everybody, not saying that Dallas is not in the market for him, but there's sure, a thousand yeah. teams calling for him right now. Everybody's calling and for him. And maybe they've kicked the tires in that too. Maybe. But the only thing I'll say though is that when you use yourself as an example, you know we don't know your reputation. I feel like sometimes Jerry's reputation probably hurts him. I mean. Hmm. I feel like across the league, I agree. we don't have to go back 20, 30 years. I bet you across the league, there's a lot of people that are like, whoa, fourth for Trey Lance? I'll tell you somebody that felt that way. The 49ers. Yeah. You listen to their press conference right after the deal was done. It was like, no, they blew us away. We had It was like way better than whatever. So I could see teams waiting like, no, 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 no. The Cowboys offer a little bit more. No, no, no. Jerry's in a mode right now where mm-hmm. he knows that they got a team right now. No, no, no. We got to. We, it's got to be a little bit more. We can get a little bit more out of them. I, I, I wonder. I don't have this. This is an 100% fact. I don't talk to all other 31 yeah. teams, but I always wonder how much that factors in. And after they did the Lance deal, it made me really think about that. The whole, like, hey, we're on the phone right now. Reputation. Give you a four right now. Let's do this. Let's get this done. You know? Hmm. 
I think there's there's elements to that. And reputation proceeds. I mean, that's, especially whenever you are Jerry Jones. I mean, he has the reputation in the NFL. I We talked about being a fly on the wall yesterday and wanting to do that. I mean, open invitation, Jerry. He's a couple floors up from us right now. If you want to come on down and let us in on all the little trade secrets and what you guys have been talking about, I would love for that to happen. I will gladly vacate the host chair. You can, you can come and run it. But I, I really don't see anything happening outside of the, the trade deadline on that 3 p.m. Central yeah. time, just coming and going, and then it's done from there. Well, speaking yeah. of the phone lines, there was a funny moment that happened on the hit on the fan this morning. There was like a beep on the other side, like from Jerry's side, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Sean and RJ on the fan. They were like, "Oh, is that the is that someone is like that a, a trade, trade call? call happening?" And so he was like, "Nah, it's, it's something about sales." He also around. called the <laughs> entirety of the NFL officiating uh, group the little darlings. That's what he called the yeah. entire NFL officials. He called them the little darlings. He doesn't feel bad for the little darlings because he dressed up as a blind referee one time for, for Halloween. They were asking about his Halloween costume. That's he said he's say. not going to ruffle the feathers this time. That's what you say is like the head coach of like a U12 YMCA basketball team before you play like, you know, the team you know you're about to blow out by like 30. He's like, oh, yeah, we're playing little darlings tomorrow. You know, like <laughs> they're wearing pink jerseys. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. It's like we're actually starting our eighth man at point guard. How did that trade make you feel? Which the, one? The Giants and Seattle trade. The Leonard Williams going to Correct. Seattle? Correct. Uh, Genuinely. like, How did it make you feel? Like, when you first saw it come across. I mean, it was... I, I said, wow, the Giants are selling? That's exactly <laughs> what my reaction was. It was a bit shocking, just the fact that the Giants are ready to get rid of a piece like that. Uh, and then once once we saw the... It was a second and a fifth, yes, right? Correct. I would do that. That was my second reaction. I was like, I would have done that. For Leonard Williams, put him in the middle of this defense, I would have done that. that I also don't think the Giants would have loved to give Leonard Williams to their divisional rival. That probably would have been a different cost. Not saying that. I guess the the, the second point that you made, right, that you you said, I would have done that. I feel like majority of the trades that we've seen over the past few years, when you and I working together, we've seen them come across. You're like, Hmm. I would have done that. Wouldn't done that one, yeah. And you don't know until you shoot your shot. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't know until you shoot your shot. We don't know who initiated those phone calls, right? But I, but I, but I almost I have a good inkling that it was probably Sean Schneider that called and was like, "Hey, I got a second and a fifth for you." And they were like, "Hmm, hmm. all right, interesting, cool." I'm sure yeah. it didn't go down easy, but you know what I mean? Like, but he threw it out there. You know, he's he, I'm pretty sure he didn't wait for somebody to, for the Giants to call and be like, "Hey, do you want our best defensive lineman? <laughs> you want him? Take him." No. So that Snyder called him being like, hey, so this is going to sound crazy, but how about this? How do you know that, though? I, I know I, Snyder. I don't know if I necessarily agree. Just <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just like, saying you don't know for sure, though. I don't like, know for sure, but know, I know like, Snyder. Let me hit up Snyder right now. We got this, whatever. Let's just see what he'll do on this or whatever. I do believe Jerry. I know people don't want to hear this. I do believe Jerry that when he says that, the best deals that they've had are when other people have called. Now, I'm not saying that you can't make other calls, that one too. but I bet you when it, when it, now that's also his fault that he probably shouldn't say <laughs> as much publicly as he does because, but I do believe that that is probably a lot of truth to that. And not just, I'm not talking about just the Cowboys and Jerry Jones. I'm saying in baseball, basketball, whatever, I bet you a lot of the best deals you get are when someone calls you because they've kind of, they've shown their hand. No, we're trying to move yeah, on from this guy. I don't disagree with that, but it's like, you know, sometimes it's not going to be the best deal yeah. for you, but it's going to be the best result. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I first started my business, I didn't get the best interest rate on a loan. But yeah. guess what? I got the loan, right? And I started a business, and now I'm 10 years down the road. But, like, if I would have just said, nah, I would have been sitting there with my, twiddling my thumb still. You know, so, like, sometimes you got to take the deal that's on the table. 
You know, whether it might be the best deal or not, by what, one round pick? You're talking about one round, possibly? Difference? A lot of times when you start talking about some of these draft picks that you're giving up, or, or, or you got to give up a, a second instead of a third. Okay. Cool. As long as we get that yeah, impact player. That, as long as we get that impact player and he comes out here and does what we expect him to do, the heck with it. But if you give up that second, you don't get that project player that might never develop for the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. John throwing shots over what? here. What? 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 I say <laughs> that a lot. Don't you talk about Kelvin Joseph that way. What are you All right, about? we're really going to take our first break. Yes, really quick. And talking about trades, I think this is really important to remember um, right now, especially is the fact that the Cowboys are missing their third, or excuse me, fourth, fifth, and sixth round picks for next year. Um, so they don't really have a ton of pieces to trade. Fourth, when it fifth, comes. But like, sixth. But like Seattle yeah. traded away a 24 and a 25. Right, but it was like the 24 uh, second and yeah. 20, 25 yeah. fifth yeah. or whatever. But I guess like pre- if the Cowboys wanted to make that trade, then they, they get like, what, three picks next year <laughs> at, at this rate? And, you know, before conditionals and stuff like that happen. But Yeah, know. they'll probably get uh, just based on – Guessing. What if here. they made a how many, trade? How many, I, think they made, I think they'd get two conditions. <laughs> I like picks. to see Isaiah's face where they made a trade today and it was trading away a player to For get draft picks. picks. Yeah. <laughs> how many? How many? Yeah, I wouldn't push it back. How many of your draft picks are playing right now? Say that again. How many of your draft picks from 2023 are playing right now? I mean, none. Really? I mean, it's Schoonmaker and Smith, but they're rotation their rotation Their argument, though, would be is that it's, how many of their draft picks are on their roster, though? And well, I bet you they're in the upper echelon. I hear how many like, of your draft picks played last year? Yeah. That that was the thing. You were spoiled last year with how many of your draft picks made a significant it. impact. One of them had a pick six on I, Sunday. Hey, I, I get it. I hear you. I'm just saying. Sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you gotta trade away some some future opportunities for now opportunities. This this franchise will never do that. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a draft and develop franchise. It's how it goes, though. It's how it goes. I I, I get where you're coming from, and I honestly I, I agree with you. I do. But <laughs> just gonna dust that off. Yeah, they still look good. Get I guess. it. Get yeah. it done. Where, where's it at? There it is. Yeah, that's right here. It's on the there back. It look, at those, it look at those fresh designs. Stop it. You gotta quit. All right. Give us a call. 888-855-2297 uh, is a Talking Tuesday. We're going to hit the phone lines when we come back. We've also got the text line rolling. Already a couple questions coming in, including the 254. This isn't a question, but he was referring to Jerry Jones. He just said, bless their hearts. That's it. For those <laughs> those youth basketball teams that Nick Harris is talking about. 817-290-3298 is the Cowboys podcast text line. And then the phone line, 888-855-2297. We're talking Talking to the fans when we come back right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. 
That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at BankofAmerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices message and data rates may apply member fdic welcome back into dear doctor the show where i answer life's questions with an ice cold can of dr pepper sheila let's hear from my next caller would you dear doctor my friend supported me during a tough time but what's the right gift that says thanks for being a soldier to cry on okay this one's easy i say give her a delicious dr pepper nothing says thanks girl better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. Back to Talking Cowboys. This portion of Talking Cowboys is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome back in. Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. John Machota, Nick Harris, Isaiah Stanback. I'm Kyle Yeomans. We've got plenty to get to. Philly week here at the Star in Frisco. Trade deadline today. Cowboys offense clicking on all cylinders in their win against the Rams. And it's a Talking Tuesday. Cowboys phone line 888-855-2297 give us a call and uh, I want to ask this question Uh, 310 says would you trade a guy like or would you package a a deal because of the lack of draft picks based off of what Nick Harris was talking about a minute Mm -hmm. ago would you package a player currently on the roster we don't have to say specific names Package a player to yep. make a deal possible. Absolutely. You have a surplus of defense alignment. Said it last year. Mm-hmm. You have the same guys plus more. A couple of them that you're not even using, really. That's where your equity's at. Okay. I think that that would be the position group I would look at. I know I'm not saying this, but I've seen plenty on social media. People feel like, especially with the uh, Viking situation, that potentially yeah. a team would come for a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, defensive line would be the one that stands out because it's certainly not linebacker. It's not corner, as we talked about. I, I would be very surprised if they gave up any of their safeties just because they use them in such a multiple mm-hmm. roles. And uh, on offense, what are you are you trading an offensive lineman? No, you're not. Um, so <laughs> that's the area. Sorry, I, mean, offense, I, had, I had beam in my head. So offensive line. Ob- obviously, you're not trading offensive linemen because that's their biggest need. No, is offensive yeah, line. you can't do that. So, uh, yeah, defensive line. And, and when I say that, I think very much of um, not trading Sam Williams, but I think of Sam Williams because of the fact of that he would like to be on the field more. They're using him on special teams to get him on the field more. Obviously, his numbers aren't even on par with what they were last year, and that's because they feel comfortable with what they have right now in the defensive line because uh, they're pretty loaded and have been able to stay uh, relatively healthy. So, yeah, that would be the area, edge rusher type guy. But, like, again, I'm not saying Sam Williams. I'm just saying that he's a player that if they would have no problem getting on the field more if they traded somebody else away, you know? Yeah. yeah, I'm completely fine with it as well. You know, if, if you have somebody, especially in a surplus of a position, we've been talking about it, I feel like, since April, the fact that they have a surplus of defensive linemen, go ahead and use one in the trade piece if you if you feel like you need to. Um, but it would have to be the right deal, and it doesn't sound like the right deal is available. So. 
Got to find the right deal. Maybe Skip in Virginia has the right deal. Skip, you're on Talking Cowboys. What's going on? Hey, man. How's everybody doing? We are doing great. What's on your mind? Oh, well, I just, uh, Kirk Cousins is going to be out for a year, and I've been hearing some uh, rumors about they might be calling and inquiring about either Cooper Rush or uh, Trey Lance. Well, I think yesterday on 105.3 or something about it, would you give up, a, I think, a second round for for Cooper Rush or a fifth round for Trey Lance or vice versa? I just want to know you guys, what, you, what you guys think. So just as trade pieces, what would you want back in return for those guys? Is that what the question is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Skip in Virginia. Great question. Thank you for the call as always. Uh, I'll start with Nick on this one. Where do you feel like that would lie from a, a trade standpoint? First off, I would probably not go forward with that trade. But secondly, you would rather hold on to those guys. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, I would too. Yeah, because if if Dad goes down and and he's he's kind of shown that he's going to miss some time at times in in the last few years, you, you need Cooper Rush. So. Um, as far as what you would want back, I don't think you necessarily need a second round for for Cooper Rush. Maybe a, maybe a third or fourth. That, that's kind of if somebody came, maybe a fourth, offering a, a yeah. second round pick. I would I would trade Cooper Rush for a second round pick yeah. right now. Yeah, I can't yeah. see anybody doing. That. I would say a third a third round pick would have to be it for both of them. To be honest with you, why would you get rid of Trey Lance when you just Correct. traded a fourth round yeah. pick for him? So for anything, I would less. think that it would be somewhere in the third round. Uh, and when I think of that, especially like what Nick just said about Cooper Rush and how you put, could potentially need him in a big moment, um, I'm, I'm good with keeping him. I don't see anybody calling for either one of those guys. Yeah. I don't, just quarterbacks are just not guys that you just pick up and throw in the middle of a season, yep. uh, especially when you're in a situation that the Vikings are in where they're trying to save their season. It's going to take a quarterback four weeks at least to even start catching any kind of flame any kind of spark at all yeah. so so jaron hall season in minnesota that's what it looks like byu uh, quarterback yeah it's gonna be tough yeah. so i mean yeah so to answer your question though cooper rush nobody's offering a second round pick for cooper rush nobody's offering a third for cooper rush um trey lance again to your point you're not giving up trey lance for anything less than a third you know and nobody's offering that so yeah those guys aren't going anywhere i think so too i, I think it'd be hard pressed to see a quarterback leave this room and if it is it's got to be it's the right deal so john talked about earlier it's got to be like a perfect deal for either one of those guys to leave uh let's go to oh we're going across the pond this time marco in italy you're Ooh. on talking cowboys what's going on marco good morning guys it's nice to be back with you good to see good you. Good good great to have you on yeah, thank you. Kyle, Isaiah, you should check out your DM inbox on LinkedIn because I, I, I wrote you guys. Oh, okay. On LinkedIn. I don't get on LinkedIn a whole lot. I'm going I'm yeah, to get on I, it right now, though. Oh, wow. I have way too many notifications. Just start reading them out. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Thanks. We'll, we'll get back to you, though. You we can, definitely uh, will. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Because um, I'm curious to to know whether you made the trip to Italy, Carl. You mentioned it some some months ago, I believe. And uh, you know, it would have been great if if you made it to to catch up. Um, anyway, just three questions for you that I have. Um, I can see three reasons why a first round choice is not a starter. He's injured. He's a quarterback, or he's the wrong pick. And so I'm puzzled about our first-round choice. Why is it not a starter? Okay. Then if I couple this with the fact that the second-round choice doesn't look stellar either, uh, what does it say about this last draft? And finally, what are, in your opinion, the chances of having Dan Queen 
back again next year. Because to me, this is probably the most urgent reason to try to win this year, which relates to the trades that you've been talking about and all this stuff. I, I can't see any, any scenario in 2024 when Dan Quinn is not a head coach somewhere else. So that, these are you know, my questions. As always, great to catch up with you guys. Great talking to you. And, uh, you know, if we can catch up on LinkedIn or other, uh, you know, LinkedIn, that would be great as well. Have a great day. Uh, keep doing your fantastic job. It's great to listen to you guys from, from afar. Thank yeah, you. Thank Take you care. so much, Marco, for the support and two really, really solid questions. Uh, I will start with the Dan Quinn conversation because that is – it goes into the desperation that Isaiah is speaking of, of if you're going to go for the thing, go for the thing, especially when you have a piece like Dan Quinn on your defense – running your defense that may not always be there. The biggest thing with Dan Quinn to me, and it's unfortunate for him, but he's a defensive coach. And you just look at the trends in the NFL, it seems like, I'm not saying always, you have Dan Campbell hires, you have ones that like people don't necessarily are expecting, but it seems like most teams are looking for that next young offensive mind to be their head coach. And if what Dan Quinn has done for the Cowboys defense, I strongly feel like if he was on offense, he would have already be, he'd already be gone. Mm-hmm. Like he'd already, and it's not his fault. It just that's the way that the league is, and it's not like doing it that way. Is just oh well, that's how you get to a Super Bowl. You just draft, you just go in and hire the next young offensive mind. But look around the league. I mean, that's generally where it's going. Um, so I do, you don't think that is his choice that he's still here? I think that no, that's part of it too. Oh, okay. But I I think that it can get to a level where. You know, I don't know what what's being offered to him in those in those mm-hmm. interviews and stuff like yeah. that. And to take it back to the trade deadline, I think there's overpaying that goes on if it's the young offensive coach. And again, I'm not in those rooms. I don't know, but I, that's my belief because of what I see going on in the league. But I would be very surprised if he eventually doesn't get another shot to be a head coach. So yeah, this very much could be you know, his last year as the D.C. because it could get an offer that, hey, it's just too good to pass up. I mean, he obviously likes working with this group. He's got a talented group. He has shown that he knows how to move the pieces around. And and I really do think the pieces complement him as well as he complements them. It's just it's it's a great group. But, hey, as a fan of if you're a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, for the last couple of years, you've had to have these same concerns of, man, how, how long is this going to last? Eventually, he's going to get hired as a head coach somewhere. Yeah, and there are rare exceptions to the wanting to hire the new offensive guy, right? Because you have D'Amico Ryans from last year. And, yep. and what made him the exception? It was the fact that he had put together a solid defense over the course of two, three, four seasons. And when you look at what that rare exception could be this next offseason, what other DCs do you look at other than Dan Quinn? Uh off the top of my head, I can't think of a lot of ones that, that jump Which out. Which worries so, yeah. me. That worries me a little bit. So, yeah, yeah it's a mwah, great point, Marco. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I think... Uh, Isaiah, I, Isaiah said wee-wee. Oui, oui. Yeah, Isaiah went wee-wee. Oui, oui. That's, That's French. French. What are you doing? I don't travel enough, Kyle. Stop. <laughs> 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 this was funny. When he said. goes wee-wee. Oui, oui, I didn't even I, like, catch that. I looked at you, <laughs> and great. then John was like... <laughs> like I heard him say it, but I didn't even catch that. Like it's. I like hilarious. it. I like it, though. It's it, This is what you got to do. Gabagool. I don't I haven't got over there. I know you have, you're married into I was about to say, Italian I'm married family. into the Italian family, yeah. so I understand yeah. it. Right. I, the closest I get to Italy is... is Best uh, food decision of yeah, my I life, by the way. We're not Okay. You said what? <laughs> You're not sponsored. You're going to bring uh, up the OG? Yeah. <laughs> is that what that um, was? But speaking in regards to DQ, I was surprised DQ came back last year. You struck fire twice now? 
right? You, you got lucky twice. Got him back twice, yeah. Hmm. Does it happen a third time? I don't know. If you miss twice on whack-a-mole, do you miss the third time? Sometimes. Depends on how quick that whack-a-mole ducks out of the way. I'm waiting on that little mole to get poke, poke his head out, and I'm whacking that thing. So I don't. I think you're rolling the dice if you don't take if you don't make a big push this year. Yeah, I, I just I think you are banking too much on the brand if you don't take your chances and your risks. I think there, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's, you go back in history. I just think they just they, they sometimes they lean on the star too much. And I think this might be an occasion where if you lean on it too much, you might get bit. Hmm. Something else that's kind of fascinating, um, and I don't think Dan Quinn would do this, but it's just fascinating that his name was brought up in this certain situation. Remember Tom Herman got fired from the University of Texas three years ago? Dan Quinn was one of three names that the University of Texas wanted to go after. So hmm. um, kind of kind of interesting. I don't think he would ever go the college route, but that's also something to factor in. I've never heard that before. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. All right, let's take our second break. Appreciate the call, Marco and Skip. If you want to get in, we may have time for one more phone call, 888-855-2297. We also have some text we got to catch up on. In just a moment with more Talking Cowboys. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJackBlack.com. Black.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, this segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. Wrapping things up on a Talking Tuesday, 888-855-2297. Text messages, 817-290-3298. Lupe from Cali says, does Sunday's win over the Rams squash the blue jersey curse belief? 
I don't think there's ever been a blue jersey curse. I think it's dumb. I think the blue jerseys look great. What do you think? I, it, they 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 squashed that last year at yeah, SoFi exactly. when they Thank played you. the Rams. There's a, there's been a couple of instances. I love those blue jerseys. They're by the sick. Way. Yeah. So they they get hate, and I feel like we talked about these with the all whites a couple weeks ago. There's not a bad jersey that this team has, in my opinion. I'll, I'll tell you the thing that surprised me the most is just how well they've played at home and this home winning streak just from my time covering the team is like kind of matched up pretty closely but since the stadium's open i never went to texas stadium i i, I wasn't living down here then um and i've never felt like at&t stadium is like the greatest home field advantage and for them to have done that it's it's one of the best things that mike mccarthy's done since he's become head mm-hmm. coach because i really felt like You'd never have a genuine home field advantage at AT and T just because it is just, it's not the, it's not the raucous like just super loud all the time. It can get that way, but just winning on Sunday was just a big one for me because I'm just like it's just noon game. Cowboys don't play a lot of noon games. It just was like one where I've seen them before, just kind of ease into it, and then the you know opponent hangs in there, hangs in there, and then they lose that game to win eleven in a row at home. I'm just bringing this up because I'm saying whatever you think your curses are, um, I know one that you know people had talked about was the when they wore the throwback helmet that had the red stripe yeah. on it. Just wear it at Against home. Against Denver. Wear, wear it at home. I, I, um, I'll just put it to you this way. I just think that I have my questions about how I think that they'll play against the Eagles on Sunday at mm-hmm. Philly. I, as long as they stay relatively healthy, I don't have many questions about how they will play against Philly at AT&T Stadium. They have like mm. legitimately built a good home field advantage over the last year or two, and I just I really didn't think that that was going to happen. Which is strange because I feel like it's less about the crowd and more no. so about them just being loose and being able to show up in their own routines, car whatever and, yeah. it is. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think it feels it feels like it's more more from that. Sure. What do you think about it? Did you ever think about that? Yeah. Stuff? Did you like playing more on the road or at home, or did no, you not care? I didn't care. Didn't care either way. No, I didn't care. At home is always fun because you got your people and they're, they're turning up, you know. But on the road, <clears throat> on the road, you get the you get the, <clears throat> you get to make fans angry. So yeah, yeah. that's true. That's Texas Rangers, especially, Rangers especially at Philadelphia. That. Have they been? Well, I'm trying to find it. You, you're always fat. <clears throat> Sorry, I had a smoothie. Are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> are you good? We had a smoothie off this morning, so I went and bought a bunch of fruit. My kids wow. had a smoothie, smoothie off. This How morning, did that so go? It went good, but I have seeds in my throat now, so <clears throat> that's what I'm. Yeah, his, his smoothie t- took a long time to make. I heard. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, you're the fun I'm dad. There's like, no question about it. You're the fun dad. <laughs> the Eagles versus Cowboys over the years. Do they usually split as of late? Uh, no, there's been there's been, there's been a couple sweeps. Cowboys oh, have yeah. won four yeah. of the last five Dak, against Philly. Yeah, Dak has won his last uh, three starts against them. He's yeah. like eight and three, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And the the Eagles specifically, uh, or with the Eagles, oddly enough, Dak and Jalen Hurts have only gone head to head one time. Interesting. That's it. Because yeah. either one of the other has been sitting because of injury or late season scenarios. Kind of how it goes. So yeah. Kind of interesting. Four of the last five have been won by the Cowboys, and only one time have Hurts and Dak actually played against each other. Mm-hmm. 845 says, excited and nervous about this Eagles game. Lots of anxiety. I feel like that's probably a lot of Cowboys Nation right now. Excited is a good word, but, man, anxious is also a, a pretty darn good word, too. Yeah. What? Where do you think? I know. We'll get into this. We got a week. <laughs> Never mind. Got a whole week? Yeah, we got the rest what of it. What were you going to say? Let's tease I was, it. I was going to add. Okay. Where do you feel like Dallas has an advantage over Philly? And where do you think Philly has an advantage over Dallas? Okay. I think Philly has the best roster in the NFL. So I think that, gi- that gives you that gives them the advantage in terms of like players on the field. 
Uh, for the Cowboys, I think their biggest advantage. I'm talking about like aspects of the game. Like that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, o line, D line, receivers. Like, hmm. I I I feel for the Cowboys at least the advantages that they have. I feel like they can take advantage of that secondary even with mm-hmm. Kevin Bayard. I, I still feel like this this receiving group can find success. Okay. And then also the Cowboys pass rush. I think it can get to this Philly offensive line. I think yeah. it can. Bob in Nashville actually asked a similar question. He said, uh, what is your biggest concern, Philly's run game or their passing game? Yeah, that's yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> both. Defensive line. <laughs> Go to the other side. No, Go to the other, I, off, complete opposite that's side. A, that's the one I keep thinking about just because of the Cowboys' offensive line. There just isn't that continuity there. You don't know what's going on with Tyron Smith. They haven't looked great all season, and there's some monsters up front. And then playing the, the Eagles playing at home. I mean, that's like literally a one aspect of the game that can just wreck the whole thing, yeah. you know. And where I look at Philly's offensive line versus the Cowboys' D line, the Cowboys will will have some success, but I just look at Philly's offensive line of having a better chance of neutralizing it than the other way around. So neutralize, yeah. This is a great question, and it kind of goes along with both of the topics that we just talked about. Ashley in San Diego asked this, and she actually throws a stat in here too. The Cowboys have now won 11 straight at home. We just talked about that with John, averaging five points more than they do on the road, where they are five and six in the same time span. So on the road, five and six, Cowboys have won the last 11 at at, at home. After hearing all of Dak's audibles and checks on Sunday, I wonder if this ability, if his ability to make changes at the line of scrimmage, read the defense, is an underrated part of the success and flow to an offense. Can you speak to the strategy to improve communication while on the road, uh, of course, that's going up this week against Philadelphia. You're going to need it. Hey, that's probably one of the best. Po- that's a great point mm-hmm. on the home versus road thing. Communication had been an issue. It was yeah. something that was addressed in the off season. It was it talked was, about uh, a training was, camp. Yeah, it was very yeah. high on their list of things that they needed to work on. One of the reasons why you are hearing a lot of stuff that you are hearing on TV. One of the reasons why there are all the jokes made about here we go because that was all part of. The communication had to get better, and obviously the communication is going to be great at home, and maybe not you know so much crowd noise road. and all that stuff like that, and maybe that's why um, it becomes an issue on the road is that there are some communication things, you know. But man, it was good to see the way everything looked and the way it clicked this last game. The pre-snap motions, everybody seemed to be on the on the same page. You would like to see that on the road, but this is going to be this is this is yeah this is the toughest road environment the Cowboys play in. Yeah, because Seattle and Detroit both come here. Yeah, Buffalo, Miami. I feel like Buffalo on December seventeenth really could in be just because when you factor in, in like the, the, the the weather as in well in December. Yeah, but I, I see where you're going. I, I, there's, yeah. a, there's a case to be made. <laughs> I could, there. I could, there's a case one. to be made. I could but see, it's, it's Philadelphia in a in a rivalry game. There's they're a case they're to be comparable. Made. Yeah, their their fans absolutely hate the Cowboys. <clears throat> They'll be rolling from the very minute that that game kicks off. Where Even before, like whether you talk about the Lions or Bills, like yeah, they'll be into it or whatever. But not on the level series. Not on the level that Eagles fans will be for this game. Yeah. So, Congrats last I time. think it's the Go toughest Rangers. road environment that that they've played in I, since I've covered. I can't even think of one that compares to it, even con- including Seattle. Yeah, I mean Seattle's loud. Don't say that to Isaiah. Seattle's loud, but <laughs> there isn't there isn't that type of put on uh, for your city. Put on for your city. Go ahead. The, I don't know the last time Philadelphia <laughs> had an earthquake because of the crowd, buddy. <laughs> mm. I mean Minnesota's had earthquakes too, but they go up to Minnesota like it's not even a problem. So I don't know. I will say, <laughs> Seattle does need the. I'm uh, telling you, check out that check out the decibel level on that on that catch that oh. Stefan Diggs made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that check that loud. out. It's the loudest I've ever I've ever heard a stadium. It didn't register though. 
Well, maybe, maybe, maybe the tools that are being used in oh, are slightly coast. fraudulent. Like when they show on the big board, like get louder, and then the numbers are going up, and you're just like, it's the same as it was. What are we doing here? Yeah, that's no so one's getting louder. It's, so it's a fake. graphic. Sorry guys. to ruin that it's for all everybody. About reduction, okay? Yeah, that uh, is a graphic. <laughs> I see that pregame. <laughs> I want to hit that a little bit later in the week. That's a really <laughs> jerk. It's a really, <laughs> it's a really good a question. Listening right now, like, hey, it's like the tooth fairy. Really good. Stop. You can't do that. You can't do that. The Tooth Fairy is very real, everybody, and so is Halloween. So, <laughs> Ashley in San Diego with a great question. I want to ask that later in the week for Isaiah as, uh, as of course, a quarterback communication on the road. How big of a factor is that going to be? We can talk about that coming up on Thursday with QB Vision. Uh, one final vote for the uh, the advantage for the Cowboys. Which unit they have the advantage? The 254 says special teams. I kind of agree. Yep, I do, too. I think they've got it there. That's I right. am interested to see Aubrey kick outside. Mm. Like in a, in, in a big game. Will he break the record? Like, he need one more. I think he does. Yeah. I think he. I think he'll yeah. get it now. I, I, I'm, I'm get curious. Forty five miles per hour wins. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought ahead. about this like Go a couple ahead. days ago. Uh, it was like right after the game. I thought about this. I was like, okay, so they're probably going to play to him to get the record just to yeah. allow it. So what if they have like a fourth and three from like the thirty, and they're like, eh, no, there's no way. Let's just that. go for it. No, they kick it. <laughs> Mm, or what man. if it's a, like I mean, let's a be honest. Look at that. Look at that list of who is on there. It's not like it's not, yeah, it's not like this. This not this not predicts if you're going to be Justin Tucker or not. You know? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not going up against Adam Vinatieri. <laughs> right. If he win, if he kicks one more, he defeats Travis Coons as the <laughs> current record holder. <laughs> I'd say that ball on Sunday so, <laughs> did look like it'd be good from about seven. It was booted. That thing was a bomb. Oh, All right. Wow. That but, does it for us. Was, what was the it? NFL records forty four? Consecutive. consecutive field goals. Oh, Adam Vinatieri right? happened with that reaction. And Adam Vinatieri. Huh? He was awesome. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, that was bad timing. That was bad timing. We'll be back tomorrow, oh, 9 a.m. Central Time. After the trade deadline, we'll break it down for you. Plus, we'll preview the uh, the Cowboys defensive matchup against the upcoming Philadelphia Eagles. That's going to be a good one. We'll take a look around the National Football League as well. For Isaiah Stanback, John Machota, Nick Harris, Chris Beam in the back, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from Talking Cowboys. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about-